Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Knicks and Raptors just underway here. Got a uh, Trista, I'm sorry about your uh, ma our magic, but technically your magic bet. Boo! Boo! It's just... a good live betting opportunity. Let's see what that number is now. <laughs> it's probably down a little bit. It's now down to, oh, wow, only eight. Oh, it's tied? Dude, you guys couldn't yep. have come back faster than that? Wizards and Magic tied at 36. There you go. How about those Wizards? Oh, my gosh. It's just, just awful. It's awful watching that team play. It's, that's our rule. You just don't even bet. Well, I bet against them I last guess you time did. And, and I won. So. The only Wizards bet that I'll ever make is something involving Kyle Kuzma. Magic's that's it. First, magic first quarters are really good, too. Yeah, so. it's true. They've been covering like madmen. I like this team. I like this team, Trista. Here they come. Offering me cash Finally that time. It. Finally that time. All right, we're getting ready for an SEC championship game tomorrow. We got Georgia. We got Alabama. Surprise nobody. It feels like it's just the same teams every single year. Ryan Fowler jumps on with us again, again uh, the game in Alabama. And from the outside looking in, here's, here's the way that I kind of see this, Ryan. It feels like... Alabama just almost has this, like, team of destiny feel. I, I I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it's just watching what happened against Auburn last week, the improvement of Jalen Milrow, all of these things. What's the feel around the fan base and everybody covering that team leading up to this game? I think you just nailed it right there. And it's good to be on with you guys. I appreciate the invitation. Listen, I must apologize to your, your listeners and, and watchers because – I got a face for radio. You guys are much better for the, uh, you, you know, the video side of things. I mean, uh, but so I apologize. Okay, I mean, I'm not. That beard I'm is amazing. Don't you don't you apologize for a thing? That is an amazing beard. Listen, listen. I, I forgot to put on the makeup, so I hope my shine is not uh, too much. So, uh, <laughs> but but no, I I think you nailed it right there. What you just said is a team of destiny. When I look at this Alabama football team. I've never seen a team that was counted out that has got it to be able to play at this level. This has been a fun season, and this is something that's going to surprise you guys. I think, in my opinion, this is Nick Saban's best coach team. I, I did not think mm -hmm. – when I walked out of Bryant-Denny Saban, I watched Texas and Quinn Ewers come to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. If you would have told me, if you'd have walked up to me and you said, i tell you what, I'm going to take you to betting MGM. I'm going to give you 10,000 bucks. Will you bet that Alabama will be there or they will not be in Atlanta? I would have probably said no. I, I didn't think this wow. team could make that type of transformation. So as you go back to the question, this team does feel kind of destined to be here. Jalen Milrow, I mean, look at the improvement this young man has been able to make. And um, it's, it's a lot of fun to cover. This attitude, I've covered a lot of Alabama football. I've been around – you know, since Mike DeBose was the head coach at the University of Alabama was fired in 2000, this team has a togetherness and an attitude that I haven't seen in Tuscaloosa in quite a while. And some of that was probably the galvanizing moment that, you know, they've got a T-shirt that they all now with NIL that says Lank, and they all wear it. It's, it's you know, made by Nike, and it said, let all the naysayers know. And it's about that doubt. And, and so as you talk about that team of destiny, it's been their motivation for this entire season is to be able to, uh, to come back and have this revenge factor, not just with revenge against Georgia, but revenge against everybody else that kind of counted this team out. And I was one of those.
Yeah, I'm curious to hear what you you think about Jalen Milrow's development and and how he's been able to improve so much from that Texas game. I mean, it was still a quarterback competition at that point. We didn't know who was going to be Alabama's quarterback. Jalen Milrow gets benched, comes back into the scene. Like how, from what you've heard from Nick Saban, how and, and Jalen, how has this been able to be accomplished so quickly? You know, I think they did something that is where Tommy Reese, and you got to give Tommy Reese, Tommy Reese is, you know, former Notre Dame quarterback. He was first-year offensive coordinator here. I think you've got to give him some credit because early on he was trying to figure out, okay, what can Jalen Milrow do? What can he do? What can he give Alabama? Well, they came up with a game plan. And I still think that if he ran more, that, that Alabama would even be more productive in the offensive department. But I think it goes back to Tommy Reese. They go, okay. And I think that's what great coordinators do is they say, okay, this is my skill set. Let me work around. I mean, we've seen coaches that literally will get fired. Jimbo Fisher is a prime example who just refused to adjust to his personnel. Tommy Reese early on was looking like one of those guys that was not willing to adjust. And it's like, hold on, what's going on? Why not let this guy be who he is? Let him do his thing. Now, some of that has been the growth department of Jalen Milrow. He's much more comfortable in the pocket. He's a guy that, you know, he's not perfect, but his his intermediate passes, short intermediate, the deep ball was there from day one, but that short intermediate throws that they've incorporated into his offense, that's been huge for him. So, you got to give if you want to give primary credit, I got to give Tommy Reese. But then second, it's just been the overall developing him and to try to find out. Okay, this is what you do well. Let's do those things, and we'll try to disguise the weaknesses. And I, like I said, I think you got to give this offensive staff credit because I've never seen a transformation from a guy that was getting benched to a guy that could be a top ten Heisman, you know ballot guy i mean i mean milro depends on what he does here tomorrow i'm not saying a heisman finalist but at the end of the day when we all add up those votes and i'm a heisman voter he could be a top 10 guy you mentioned being a heisman voter do you think this is all set in terms of like do you think that the heisman's basically in bo nix's trunk right now unless there's some sort of catastrophic set of errors tonight you know, and I think that's the game that we're all sitting here, you know, just a couple of minutes away from watching. I know that, you know, as a Heisman voter, I feel obligated just to sit here and watch this performance. And, you know, I don't think when, when they ask us to vote, they know that we're going to be, you know, biased toward a certain region. And I've watched Daniels play a ton in the Southeastern Conference. But I also, you know, I'm looking here. The TV is right here. I mean, we're I'm sitting here because, you know, I've got a Heisman ballot, and it's so close in my mind that I want to see – for one, I hate when we vote. I literally, I hate this. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, and I know what it, it's for. It's made for TV because TV next Saturday, they don't have anything. And the Heisman <laughs> presentation is there. But I wish we would vote at the end of college football season because I want to see the best players against the best teams. I want to see, tonight is just an example, but I'd love to see, what these guys, who comes out on top? You know, is it the same player that we think? But when you look at, I mean, take Bo Nix, for example. I watched him play high school football here in the state. His dad, you know, obviously played at Auburn, Patrick Nix, a long time. But he, he won a, a championship here at high school level. And he went to Auburn, and he was not a good quarterback. Matter of fact, I mean, I'll tell you guys, locally, 
they called him Bo Bo Picks. And 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 so they called him Bo Picks. That was his nickname. And so now to watch him transform his ability, I mean, you got to give credit to him and 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 the team out at Oregon uh, for able to transform him. I mean, to to a guy that you know, as you said, could win the Heisman Trophy here in the next two hours. I mean, if he comes out and just, uh, it would be it's amazing. If I'm looking at Bo Nix, uh, I can't reveal my vote, but he has a chance to earn it tonight. Yeah, we're talking to Ryan Fowler, BetMGM tonight. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when you talk about, obviously, like got guys transferring, going to different programs. It's added, like, a huge difference there. Uh, I think we should probably get Dylan off, Dylan. You should probably turn your mic off because we can hear you right now, Dylan. Please mute your mic, Dylan, for the love of God. Uh, that being said, Ryan, uh, Dylan's getting pizza, as you can tell. Yeah, Dylan. Dylan's getting pizza. Thanks, Dylan. We're glad you're getting pizza. I'm starving. Hey, uh, all right. So my address if you're ordering pizza. I, I mean, I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> Send it down. Man, first off, you're in Atlanta. I know you're getting good food down there. Media food is always good at these types of games, so you're going to be probably just fine, I can imagine. Hey, you met, we, when we talk about Jalen Milrow and the improvement, I think he's certainly some it's going to be talked about as a you know potential Heisman winner next season as opposed to obviously where we are now but what type of momentum can this be for an Alabama team and that Milrow miracle last week and we obviously know you've got Nick Saban who can instill all types of confidence in a team like this that how much of that do you think and again we're just kind of trying to get in their heads here how much of that can just carry over and add to the level of confidence for this team leading into the SEC championship game huge huge um I've said it multiple times. This Alabama team is going to be dangerous in the coming years. When you look at the talent returning, yeah, they're going to lose some. But also keep in mind, there's not a first rounder on that offensive side of the football. So when you think about it and and you look at this team in the future, I, I look at it and I go, man, you better get Alabama now. Georgia, you better get them now because this team next year is going to be off the charts when you talk about the, the amount of talent returning, this is a young football team. And this is a team that we've watched growing up. But but you mentioned the momentum. College football, it's, it's a game of momentum. And so when you look at this Alabama football team, this would be a slingshot um, if they're able to beat Georgia tomorrow. And I think, listen, I know Vegas has got this number at, what, five and a half, six, five mm-hmm. and five. It's all over the place. But when you look at the experts in the desert, as I always like to say, I think they're wrong on this. This is a big spread. Georgia has played some great football, rightfully so, 29 games in a row. But Kirby Smart's one in four against Nick Saban. He's one in four. Alabama has been great in the city of Atlanta. Um, I think they're 17 and one all time here. I mean, you start looking at trends, you look at inside the dome. They've only lost one time in the SEC title game over here in, in, the, in Alabama's history. So you start looking at these trends, you look at that number. I'm not going to bet the house, uh, but I, I, I mean, I could. Maybe bet you the think garage. about Alabama plus. <laughs> hey, I could put the. I mean, Alabama plus five. That just seems like a, a solid number um, mm-hmm. when when you look at it. To me, this number, and I've I've had handicappers on all week on my show. And I think all four of those guys picked picked Alabama plus the points. Maybe not to win outright, but but that is a that's a big number. And Alabama in the underdog role, I know Nick Saban. He's going to preach that of psychology. He's going to preach that of going, look, everybody doubts you. And he's going to play right into that role. I'm telling you, he will have this team fired up, uh, and, and he'll play that naysayer role. 
hey, look, man, the world doubts you. They doubt look at you. They get, you're a six-point underdog. I, I can hear him now inside that locker room. All right, Ryan, we got about 30 seconds here. Final score prediction, and does this game go over? It went from 53.5 now to 55.5 total. I'll take the over, and I'll take Bama uh, plus the point. I got 35-24. Hey, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the, the opportunity to visit with you guys. Thank you guys so much. All right, Ryan, good luck. Thanks, Ryan. Good luck to Alabama tomorrow. I cannot wait for that game. Ryan Fowler, the game in Alabama where, uh, yeah, they all they all love Alabama down there, clearly. So, <laughs> with Without a doubt, it's BetMGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few.